Well, who that to everyone in the who that nation? Welcome to the Dawn Patrol podcast here on the KB Radio Network. I am your host, Kevin Reed. And yes, ladies and gentlemen of the who that nation, our season is over. It has come to an end, but all is not lost. It's not the end of the world. The New Orleans Saints have completed the 2021 NFL football season with a record of nine and eight and just barely missing the playoffs. I mean, barely. And it's all right. It's okay. Uh, A lot can be said about this season, um, which we're going to cover today. This is indeed the 2021 football season. Well, the New Orleans Saints football season in review. And we're just going to put a nice shiny little bow on this season and go through everything that has transpired throughout the year. Um, Starting with the draft, starting all the way down to last week when we defeated the Atlanta Falcons. And like I was starting off to say, a lot can be said about this season. We can go to the lows. <laughs> I mean, we ha- we've we had more lows than the law allow. Um, and we can go with the highs and look towards the future and see what we can build on. There's a lot here. There's a lot to dissect in this season. And I think overall, it's positive. And... Honestly, this was this was the season the Saints, dare I say, needed. <laughs> you know, uh, as far as uh, we're rebuilding, or if we weren't planning on rebuilding, we are now, and <laughs> now we don't have a, a first ballot Hall of Famer as our quarterback for the first time, and about uh, what sixteen years, so. We're starting behind the eight ball there. Um, All that was going on with the quarterback competitions, the injuries, the surgeries, COVID, uh, (laughs) being displaced. But we're going to break all that down. And let's start with let's start with the draft. All right. Now, the draft, the draft started off promising. I, I had encouragement with the draft, but it didn't really go the way I was hoping and praying it did. Um, but it was a decent draft nonetheless. Now, um, Saints started off first round pick, uh, uh, number 28, the Saints selected Peyton Turner, a defensive end from, uh, uh, Houston. And I didn't follow him. In college, didn't know anything about him. Did a little research on him. Like, oh, this dude is good. He, he's athletic, big, strong, fast. You know, everything you want in a defensive end. Um, but the knock on him was he gets injured. He he stayed hurt a lot. But whatever. I'm kind of used to that same thing with Marcus Davenport. Same intangibles. They're pretty much the same player. I mean, literally. They, <laughs> When they're on the field, they're productive. But 
it's them getting on the field. <laughs> uh, when Marcus Davenport is on the field, look at the difference in a Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan struggled for the majority of the season because he didn't have Marcus Davenport for the majority of this season because Marcus Davenport deserves a double team because he's so strong and fast. So you have to double him. And that leaves Cam Jordan one-on-one on the end. And Cam Jordan, being the savvy veteran, can get around that, you know, uh, more often than not. And so when he's not in the game, that means Cam Jordan requires that double team. And it you've seen it throughout the season. And you've definitely seen it at the end of the season in the last, what, uh, three or four games when uh, Cam Jordan just went ballistic <laughs> because he had his counterpart. But you had a Peyton Turner who, who you drafted in hopes of getting a rotation going to whereas you can keep Davenport healthy at the same time keeping Turner healthy because they're alternating. You know, they're not on the field all the time, but it just didn't work out because they both were injured. But I'm encouraged by that pick. Uh, in the second round, the Saints drafted Pete Warner and uh, a linebacker from Ohio State, another Ohio State <laughs> defensive player. That's a our whole defense. I would say seventy percent of our defense is a Buckeye. <laughs> I mean, just look at the secondary. You have Marcus Lattimore, uh, 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 Malcolm Jenkins, uh, 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 Bradley Roby. Um, who else? It was somebody else. It, it, it's a couple of more, but. They're all Ohio State, man. I mean, um, Michael Thomas is Ohio State. I mean, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if Sean Payton is a. Well, he didn't go to Ohio State. So I don't know what. I don't know who is an alumni on the staff who has to throw Ohio State a bone, but the Saints do it. But Pete Warner, even though he didn't set the world on fire, I mean, he he's no uh, Michael Parsons, but he is good. Yeah. I liked what I saw out of Pete Warner. Also a good pick. Our third round pick was even better. Uh, Saints drafted Paulson Adebo, cornerback out of Stanford. Uh, Paulson Adebo, he had his ups and his downs. He's a rookie. I mean, they had him out there. You also got to remember, he was he was on the island for most of this season. It was just him and the number two receiver. Because we know Marcus Lattimore took the one. Yeah, he got cooked a couple of times. But what I love about Paulson Debo, whatever happened, if he got burnt on a play, he has a short memory. It, it doesn't it doesn't linger. You know how some players, they'll get uh, a touchdown thrown on them or, you know, they get juked at the line or something like that, and that's in their mind for the rest of the game. They can't get it. They can't shake it, and it's – they're done. They're like mentally they're done. He showed a lot of maturity, uh, how he uh, stayed focused, stayed uh, uh, active. Uh, eventually, I think he had uh, uh, when I go over the stats, uh, he had a, he had a few interceptions this season and he actually broke up some pass plays and he's young. So I'm very encouraged because th that means it's only going to get better for him. And I'm excited for that secondary with him and Lattimore back there. 
Ah, Chef's kiss. I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with him. Uh, he had a great season for a rookie cornerback, especially in that secondary. Uh, in the fourth round, Saints drafted a quarterback, and they drafted Ian Book from Notre Dame. And Ian Book, I was impressed. I see, you know. Notre Dame games come on TV all the time. So you got a chance to see him every now and then. And I saw him and he reminded me a lot of a Russell Wilson of a Drew Brees, probably because his height, because he's short for a prototypical quarterback. Um, uh, he, He's a little mobile. Uh, he has some uh, good accuracy, uh, decent quarterback, decent, decent. And I think under Sean Payton, he can only get better. Unfortunately, the plan was he wasn't supposed to play this season, obviously, because for 16 out of the 17 games this season, he was in a hoodie. <laughs> he was in street clothes on the sideline. Um, No, I'm like 15 of the 17, because one, he was the uh, they had to make him the backup because of COVID issues. But um, he only touched the field once, and man, what a game to get thrown into the lion's den. He was <laughs> he was thrown into the fire, like one of the three Hebrew boys for all my Sunday school attendees. They uh, <laughs> He had to go out on the field on national te- television, Monday Night Football, against a... a uh, Miami Dolphins team who was on a roll, who had won six in a row up to that point. And he's out there with 22 starters out in that game because of COVID. And that's the reason he was in the game because the rest of the quarterbacks contracted COVID. And so he was, he was thrust into that spotlight on Monday night and look, did he stake up the place? Yes, but I can't, I can't fault him for that. I, he wasn't expecting to play that game. Nobody expected him to play that game. Nobody expected him to play this season, but he was thrown out there, but I was impressed with him because he was under duress the whole game. He kept his poise. Uh, you know, he couldn't get anything going, of course, but you know, I respect him from going out there taking his licks you know god bless him <laughs> god bless him uh saints in the sixth round they drafted an offensive tackle london young from kentucky and in the seventh round uh Kwane brown wide receiver from south alabama and i was impressed with him in his highlights from college didn't see him on the field this season I don't, I don't know why, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. But that was your uh, six picks in the draft. And it was overall, I give that, I say that draft was about a B minus, you know, in hindsight. Even at the time, I thought it was a pr- pretty decent draft because um, they, they was addressing needs. And so um, it started off, season started off pretty good it was pretty promising i felt now we (laughs) we get to the 
we get to around the start of training camp. We get to the start of training camp, and right before training camp, we get the news. Well, before all that, before all that, I'm sorry, but even before the draft, um, we knew going into this season, this would be the first season since 2005 without our longtime first ballot Super Bowl champion record-breaking quarterback Drew Brees on the roster. We knew this going in. He he, he announced his retirement uh, in March. So he, uh, you know, went off into the sunset after, you know, he went out on his shield. I'll give him that um, <laughs> in that uh, playoff game against Tampa where he had about 50 broken ribs and a punctured lung. Um <laughs> A, a, a foot up his behind and, and it, it was just he was just broken up man but he went out on his shield and I respect it I respect it I, I, I think that um that's how soldiers supposed to go out huh <laughs> he went out he went out in a blaze of glory but um so right off the bat this we knew as an organization and this was the first time and like I said 16 years uh, we don't have a quarterback and not just don't have a quarterback. Just think of it. We had one of the most elite quarterbacks in NFL history, history, not currently playing history. Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks to ever be behind center. Now, yes, you could throw up the Joe Montana's, the, the uh, 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 Terry Bradshaw's, the uh, 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 you know Tom Brady, of course, you know Aaron Rodgers, the Johnny Unitas, uh, Dan Marinos, and uh, so on and so forth. Drew Brees is in there. Drew Brees is in there. Yeah, he walked away with one Super Bowl. Should have been about three. Um, <laughs> and that's the one thing that just haunts me. That he never, we never took advantage of the fact that we had a Hall of Fame quarterback in his prime, when, when he was in his prime. You know, we get to the latter part of his career, and it was starting to taper off. Now, regular season-wise, yeah, he was still Drew Brees, but it was it was the hang-ups in the playoffs where it really got like, ah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it was time. It was time. Me personally, I thought he should have probably walked away two years earlier. But, you know, uh, he's a competitive. He he wanted to go out the way he wanted to go out. And that, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to go out like that. Because <laughs> that was an embarrassing game for him. And I hate that was his last game. But it is what it is. But we knew this going into the season. So what's what are we gonna do? Who are we gonna who are we gonna start at quarterback? On the roster, you know, we had Jameis Winston, we have uh Taysom Hill, we have Trevor Simeon, and we just drafted Ian Book. So we we have four quarterbacks. Out of those four, is is that the starter? Is the starter in the room? Or are you gonna make a move for somebody like a Russell Wilson who's unhappy in Seattle? Or uh, Deshaun Watson, who wants out of 
uh, uh, Houston, despite all the accusations behind him. Or Aaron Rodgers, who at the time wanted out of uh, Green Bay. So what what were we going to do to fill that void? Well, um, uh, Sean Payton said, well, we're, we're our quarterback of the future is in the room. So it's out of those four. Well, let's go process of elimination. We know that it's not going to be Ian Book. Ian Book would have had to come out like a Joe Burrow. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll have to come out like a Kyler Murray. That's the only way he would have walked in with a starting position on these New Orleans Saints team. And um, so that killed that. Then you go to Trevor Simeon. Um, you know that's not going to happen. Um, so <laughs> that leaves two. That leaves two. You have Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. So you're going into this training camp, into the offseason workouts with a quarterback competition. All right. Me personally, throughout the whole process, I felt it was a no-brainer. Still feel it to this day. Jameis Winston. There's no point in having a quarterback controversy or a quarterback competition because Jameis Winston, a former first round, first overall pick um, in the draft, a a Heisman Trophy winner, a national champion in college, uh, uh, threw for 5,000 yards a couple of years ago, threw for the most touchdowns in the league a couple of years ago. Yeah, and here you go. Here we go. I can already hear it through the speaker here. Hey, he also threw for the most intercepts. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Sure. And I mean that, that's that's fine. That's fine. But look at his other statistics. It, it, when people throw that out there, it's like it's like that's the only number associated with Jameis Winston. In that season, Jameis Winston threw for over 5,000 yards, over 30 touchdowns, but he threw 30 intercepts. Yeah, it's an ugly number. It's horrible. That's a horrible number. But I think uh, <laughs> I think the good outweighs the bad there. Yeah, they were a 79 team, but it wasn't all him. It wasn't all him. But I digress. Uh, Taysom Hill, I always felt, was not a starting quarterback. I, y'all didn't heard me say it. I didn't preached it to, from the mountaintop. Uh, he's not a quarterback. He's a football player. So I never saw him as a quarterback. You know, so I, it should have been a no-brainer. But we go in with this competition. All right, right before the start of training camp, we get news that Michael Thomas is going to have ankle surgery so now the the who that nation scratching their head is like what wait wait ankle surgery didn't he his ankle was hurt last season he had all off season what happened why what is a second surgery to repair something or to to get some bone spurts out from the uh, previous surgery from the beginning of the year because i vividly remember um uh, 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 I don't know who it was though, but uh, the report was probably to the day, a year to the day in January of 2021. Uh, after the season was over, it was stated Michael Thomas was uh, uh, would need surgery on that ankle. 
and just assumed that he was going to get it right then and there and be ready for training camp. Well, nope. He got it, what, two weeks before training camp. So now you're going in with a quarterback competition. Your number one receiver is out. And so so, uh, now you left with a receiving core full of practice squad players. Now, as far as the practice squad receiving core, um, I don't fault them as much as I was beating up on them all season. I don't fault them. I fault the organization. I fault the New Orleans Saints for that. Because even if you have Michael Thomas, you didn't have nothing else. There was nothing else out there that was a threat <laughs> to Michael Thomas. And that's part of Michael Thomas' problem. Um, part of Michael Thomas' problem is there's nobody on that roster that can push him. Nobody on that, nobody in that wide receiving room that's gonna uh threaten Michael Thomas' job as the starting receiver on the New Orleans Saints. No, none, nobody. Nobody's pushing him. And so in his mind, he's like, y'all need me. And he he got him. <laughs> and it's the truth, he got him. Um But this this uh uh this was crazy in the fact that um he waited so late, uh, allegedly didn't have any communication with the team and, you know, didn't tell anybody, whatever, whatever, whatever. So that's that. All right. We get through training camp. We get into the preseason. In the preseason, uh, this is when we have our, our, our uh, pregame, I'm pregame, our preseason uh, competition. And it's pretty much determined early on who the starting quarterback was. We saw that by the second game is Jameis. <laughs> by the second game, you knew Jameis got it. So, all right, cool. And that was that because the Saints didn't get a third because, you know, it went from four preseason games to three with the addition of an extra game during the season. Uh, so every team gets three preseason games. Well, unfortunately for the New Orleans Saints, they only got two. And I think a lot of people forgot about that. When you think about all what the Saints went through this season. Saints had two on their scheduled third one, August the 29th. Or was it the 28th? August the 28th of 2021. Well, there was a hurricane bearing down on New Orleans, which canceled their preseason game. The hurricane hits New Orleans. The team evacuates and New Orleans gets devastated by yet another hurricane. And so with all that going on, Saints are now displaced with the season starting in one week. They have no home stadium. The dome it's damaged. Uh, their homes are damaged, yet they're in Dallas. So they evacuated to Dallas to practice. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> ironically, uh, the first game of the season was a home game against the Green Bay Packers in the <laughs> Caesars Superdome. Well, we can't have that. Um, 
So the NFL picked uh, Jacksonville uh, as their quote unquote home opener. So uh, Saints left Dallas, traveled all the way to Florida, Jacksonville to be more specific, and played the Green Bay Packers. They destroyed them. <laughs> the Saints destroyed the current number one seed in the playoffs, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and this was, if this was a sign of things to come, the season looked hopeful. It looked like, okay, here we go. Everybody going through all this, especially here in New Orleans, the New Orleans area, we all going through so much with the storm. Insurance companies giving you the runaround, contractors giving you the runaround, FEMA giving you the runaround. At least you can lean on the Saints, and they delivered. They gave us a a, a much needed three hour relief in that game. It, it it was a beautiful game. Jameis Winston looked good. Defense looked outstanding. Gave you hope for the rest of the season. They left there, went all the way back to Houston <laughs> to get ready for their other game against Carolina. So at this point, now they got to travel all the way to Carolina now to play the Panthers, where the Panthers monkey stumped the Saints. <laughs> they really mollywopped. Now, in the midst of all that, the, the Saints uh entire assistant coaching staff contracted COVID. So the Saints had no assistant coaches in that game. They had nothing in that game. They had the rookie. They had Ian Book calling out the uh, uh, protections and making sure that the right rotation or the right uh, uh, packages were being uh, uh, thrown out there on the field. You know, the protection plans and all that stuff that that was on him. Now, in the midst of that, in between that, in between those two games, the Superdome caught on fire. <laughs> the Superdome caught on fire. The roof caught on fire. And now you're like, oh, my God, what is is this? Is this an omen? <laughs> is this is this a sign of things to come? Because now Saints had to leave Carolina after getting monkey stomped and go all the way back to Dallas, practice again, go all the way up to New England and play the New England Patriots, where they squash the Patriots. All right. Now you get the okay to return home. Saints returned home finally in week four, where they took on the New York Giants, finally in front of their home crowd and their home stadium. Uh, people are, are looking for something to be uplifted about down here and the Saints lose <laughs> to the Giants in overtime. One of the most embarrassing losses of the season, of this season. It was horrible. I, I, I really, uh, between this game and a couple of others later on in, on this schedule, um, is why the Saints are not playing this weekend. Is why they are not in the playoff uh, uh, in the playoffs right now, uh, especially this one. 
You look at this one and you're like, oh my God. There's no reason you're supposed to lose to the Giants. The Giants. But they did redeem themselves the next week. Went to Washington. Defeated the Washington football team. Had an early bye, which they needed. They honestly needed at that time. Uh, we was, uh, uh, With all that was going on, with the being displaced, uh, still dealing with the COVID, uh, games, you know, you win one, lose one, win one, lose one <laughs> type deal. Uh, you needed to recalibrate, and they did after the bye. Uh, they went up to Seattle, played the Seahawks, beat the Seahawks, on Monday night, uh, was it Monday night football or was it Sunday night football? I know it was a prime time, if I'm not mistaken, but um, they won and it was without Russell Wilson. I remember that much. I believe it was Gito Smith and um, <laughs> the Saints uh, did come out victorious. That leads us to the game that changed everything for the New Orleans Saints. Week 8, Halloween night. The New Orleans Saints took on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Superdome. We won the game. We won the battle, but we lost the war because <laughs> despite the fact of us coming out with a victory, uh, we lost our starting quarterback in Jameis Winston. And he tore his ACL and it was just like when he went down immediately it was all the air just sucked out of the who that nation at least for some of us some was cheering because they wanted Taysom Hill as the quarterback but for the majority those were sense they <laughs> they were upset um now Trevor Simeon comes in because uh Taysom Hill was hurt so Taysom Hill couldn't come in as the quarterback. So Trevor Simeon had mop-up duty, and he did. He had a decent game to finish it out. Saints win the game. Whew, that leads us to this week nine to week 13 just debacle. Um, Saints managed to lose five games in a row. They're the first time under Sean Payton. They went on a five-game lose streak, and it was ugly. It wasn't even. It wasn't even close. It it was. It was like, what? First and foremost, you lose to Atlanta. Uh, at the last second field goal, you you lose to Tennessee, which the score was closer than what the game actually looked like. They only lost by a point, um, with two points. Uh, Philly, and embarrassing that was embarrassing that was the worst loss of the season it was 40 to uh 29 it was embarrassing um philly just ran clean over the saints and they ran over them last year when they played i don't know what it is about philly i don't know what it is philly just got our number just like we have tampa number philly got our number then buffalo uh on uh, Thanksgiving night, uh, that was embarrassing. I'm just, you know, uh, we went, well, we didn't go to Dallas. Dallas came here, beat us. Uh, that was a little more encouraging, but you had Trevor, not Trevor, you had uh, uh, Taysom Hill as your starting quarterback, 
And Taysom Hill threw four picks, four intercepts in that game. He looked like trash. And it was like, uh, now granted, he hurt his finger. He had a hurt finger on his throwing hand. I'll excuse some of that. But I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to begin to discuss the disgust that I have about that game. But we bounced back. Finally, we bounced back. We defeat the Jets. Once again, we defeat Tampa, shut them out. Um, uh, we lose to Miami because of the COVID. Uh, we lost 22 different players due to COVID. Uh, had to start Ian Book. Uh, it was but ugly. We lost 20 to 3. It, it was bad. Uh, but the last two games of the season, we defeat Carolina. And as we all know, last week, we defeat the Atlanta Falcons, bringing our record to a nine and eight record, which is which is shocking when you go through all that. When you look at all that transpired <laughs> throughout this season and that I went through all that just to make that point, how. These people had a winning record. Do you does that not register? Because it's still I have to say it a few times throughout this whole week since the Atlanta game. Like we finished with a winning record. How? <laughs> How? I just ran through the games. How did we do this? This is where I want to transition a little bit and talk about Sean Payton. This is where I want to make my case for Sean Payton, even though I know it's not going to happen. I don't even think he's going to be in a running for it, but he deserves consideration for coach of the year. Y'all heard everything I just talked about, starting with the draft up to last week. All that happened with this team, every little thing, and I know it's some things that I even missed in there, but it was so much because I didn't even get to the other injuries. You know, we we didn't have Alvin Kamara for five games in that stretch. Uh, uh, I think it was the Tamp from Tampa all the way to Buffalo. I think it was we didn't have Alvin Kamara, um, who is our offense. <laughs> who is our whole offense? You know, I didn't even get I I didn't even touch on that yet. This team managed to finish with a nine and eight record and almost made the playoffs if it wasn't for the 49ers <laughs> who beat the Rams. If who had a 17 point lead on the uh 49ers, but managed to mess that up and <laughs> because we were going to the playoffs. But uh, he deserves, man, to keep this team together, to keep this team fighting from being displaced, from being uh, uh, injury-ridden, COVID-ridden. He was even out. I forgot to mention that part. Sean Payton caught COVID, and that was the uh, Tampa game. He was out. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he went through four different quarterbacks this season. Four, you started off with Jameis. You had Trevor Simeon in there. He stunk it up so bad. Tre uh, 
Taysom Hill got in there. He wasn't too much better. They get COVID. You put in a rookie. <laughs> you know, I mean, man, just to go back to uh, uh, Taysom Hill, then to lose him in the Atlanta game and go back to Trevor Simeon. He went through all that and finished at nine and eight. Kudos, man. That's that's I gotta give him a standing O. That I'm proud of this team. Honest to God, I am proud of this team. And if you're not, if you still sucking on a lemon because we're not in the playoffs, get over yourself, man. This team gave it their all. There was a couple of games in there, of course, here and there, where the Saints could have played better. The effort wasn't quite there. But overall, for 18 weeks, they were great. They were great. I, I'm, I can't get mad at them. Defense was great. Uh, if I'm grading the whole season, which I grade at, I, I like to grade them after every game. If I'm grading the whole season, Saints gets a B minus. They get a B minus because they had every excuse to just forget about it, especially when they went on that five game losing streak. They should have just said, forget it. <laughs> they should have just said, it's over. You know, they were five and seven at that point. And it was like, well, there's no way. Because that's what I was saying. Man, you kids playoffs goodbye. That ain't happening. You know? But what did they do the next five games? They only go four and one. I mean, no biggie, you know. And did it in dominating fashion. I'm, I mean, I'm so impressed with them, bro. I'm so happy that they uh, fought, man. I, that's all you can ever ask for. You look at the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. If you look at their record, they look like they look like dog manure. But overall. They fought in every game. They was in every single game they was in. Every single one. And they fought. And I, I was impressed with them, honestly. Glad I didn't we didn't play them. <laughs> they, they were scary, man. They they that was a scary team. But uh the Saints, um going into this offseason, we have a lot of question marks. We have a lot of of you know what are we gonna do now? <laughs> what what can we do now? Um, but before we get into next season and how we're gonna get, you know, some questions answered, some holes filled, let's go over the stats of the New Orleans Saints this season, the season-ending stats, and uh, they're not pretty. <laughs> They're not pretty by no scratch of the imagination. But, I mean, what can you do? Um, team leaders of the 2021 regular season. Passing yardage. We have Jameis Winston. He was the team leader with uh, 1,100, uh, well, 1,170 yards passing. Rushing uh, of course, it was Alvin Kamara. He had 898 yards uh, receiving. Our leading res uh, receiver yardage-wise was Marquez Callaway with 698. And quite frankly, I'm shocked it was that high. Uh, our leading tackler was 
Demario Davis, no surprise, with 105 interceptions is P.J. Williams. Yes, him. P.J. Williams had three intercepts this season. Um, team. <laughs> team. Saints. Uh, total points. Total points per game. Um, Scoring-wise. Uh, Saints averaged... 21.4 their opponents averaged 19.7 total points saints uh scored 364 points this season uh our opponents scored 335 total touchdowns scored saints scored 43 touchdowns this year uh our opponents scored 35 Total first down, Saints had 307 first downs to our opponents, 304. Uh, rushing first downs, Saints had 111 rushing first downs, excuse me, to our opponents, uh, 84 rushing first downs. Passing, Saints passed for 29 first downs, our opponents passed for 35. Um, third down efficiency. Saints uh, were 35%. Uh, they were 78 of 220 third down effect, uh, you know, conversions. Our opponents were 37%. Uh, they were 89 out of 240. On fourth downs, Saints were 52%. Uh, they were 11 of 21. Our opponents were 42%, uh, 9 of 21. Um, yeah. Uh, I wanted to go. I lost it just that quick. Oh, there we go. Penalties. Uh, Saints total penalties. Um, they had 98 penalties for 811 yards. Our opponents had... 89 penalties for 761 yards. Time of possession. Saints won the time of possession. Um, with 30 minutes and 37 seconds to our opponents, 29-40. Um, yeah, I was looking for our total turnovers. I, I, I lost it. I lost it, just like I lost my mind. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Not important. Uh, going into this next season, uh, in 2022, Saints have a lot of question marks. And, um, quite frankly, it all starts with salary cap. Let's just, let's just go straight into that. Um, with all our stuff that's going on without what, you know, we need help in receivers. We need help with uh, uh, uh offensive lineman we need help with uh quarterback oh, however you want to go with it wherever you want to start at that's fine here's the problem saints are 71 million over the cap you heard me correctly 71 million and that's a, that's 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 according to our friends over at uh sp uh spot spottrack.com um <laughs> we are going to be in trouble. You know how it was last season when we were over the cap so much? This this trumps that by 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. It's, this is horrible because I think we was only like 35, 40 over the cap last season. This is even, even doubles that. Now, our big money, this is where the money is going. If you need to question where it's going. Uh, Marcus Lattimore is the highest paid person on this team. Um, his base salary is $9 million. Uh, uh, signing bonus, uh, $1.5 million. Roster bonus, $15 million. And so, And a restrictive bonus of uh, $1.9 million. Uh, his cap hit is $27.4 million. Um, Michael Thomas is next. Now, it, it, his base salary is the highest by far. His base, He's going to make $15.3 million with a $4 million signing bonus and uh, a measly... $250,000 on the roster bonus. I mean, he could throw a bone with that. Like, y'all keep that. Go ahead. <laughs> keep that. Nah, I doubt it. And a $200,000 workout bonus. Seriously? But, but his cap hit is 24.7. Um, Ryan Ramchek, his base salary is uh, $10.5 million with a $3.8 million signing bonus and a $1 million roster bonus, along with, uh, no, I, no, I'm sorry. I was reading the wrong one. That, that is Cam Jordan. Uh, Ryan Ramchek. Yeah. He, he's 10.5 by, uh, base salary, 3.8 signing bonus, 8.7 roster bonus. <laughs> which uh makes his cap hit uh 23 million. Cam Jordan is 13.6 uh base salary, a signing bonus of 3.1 and a roster bonus of a million and a workout bonus of 100,000, bringing his cap hit to 22.8. Andrus Pete who's still in money um 10.8 million uh, base salary, 2.6 signing bonus, and his cap hit is 15.3. Alvin Kamara, who was underpaid, uh, <laughs> 5.5 million uh, base salary, 3 million signing bonus, 6 million roster bonus, and he uh, he counts 14.5 against the cap. After that, you have David Agamaga with a uh, 7.5 mil base salary and a $1 million roster bonus. Now, I ain't going to go through them all because we'll be here till next Thursday. But uh, there's a <laughs> well, no, this is the one I wanted to get to because this is the one that confuses a lot of people. And quite honestly, it confuses confuses me. We see that contract that Taysom Hill got, right? And you're like, man, Taysom Hill got a $100 million contract. No, it, it's not really. It's really not. It, it His base salary is $1.1 million. His signing bonus is $2.2 million. His roster bonus is $9 million. He counts 12.3 against the cap. Um, it, it, it's, it's, 
is a cap friendly, the way they described it, a cap friendly deal that he signed to kind of stretch out his money. That's why his roster bonus is high as a kite. I'm it's because he's getting a base salary of 1.1, but he's getting a nine million dollar roster bonus. It's like, man, <laughs> what is this? What you know, that's crazy to me, you know, that is crazy to me now in this draft because their draft cap is at a certain whatever they they their first round pick which we're picking at uh 18 this season and um if we was to draft at that spot the base salary would be 700,000 to that player um with a 2.1 million dollar roster bonus so you know it's I, me personally, I would trade and get more picks for that. Oh, you can even trade up with that pick. They're actually in a good spot at 18. Um, so they can do a lot of things with that pick. Now, this is where it gets crazy. This is where you kind of scratch your head where, where all that money is going. And that is the dead money, the dead cap, uh, money that's going to players that aren't on the roster, but still on the books, getting paid from the New Orleans Saints. Number one, of course, is Drew Brees. Drew Brees, even though he took hadn't took a snap for the New Orleans Saints in over a year, has a, a has an eleven point five million dollar bonus set he's set to receive this season. Well, next season in twenty twenty two. And Latavius Murray, who's currently on the Baltimore uh, Ravens, he is set to get uh, $850,000. Mark Ingram, who is, uh, I don't think he will be on the team next season, but he will get a $125,000 check from the Saints. And um, uh, all the other ones are like 15,000 and stuff like that. Now there's one on here that is completely embarrassing. I don't even know why he's still on there. And that is Bryce Thompson, who is the cornerback. He's not even on the team, but he has a cap hit of $667. That's actually on the book. Six. I can pay them that <laughs> you can, they couldn't just scrape that from the book. <laughs> you know, just give him that and going about his business. I mean, uh, Mike Brown, the guard, they no longer there. He's, he's due a, uh, 1,670, uh, $67. Just pay them people that man. That, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Malcolm Roach, the defensive end, $3,000. Give him the money. Just give him that. That's, that's crazy to me. You know, get that off the books. That's a total of $12.5 million in dead money. That, that That's just wrapped up in players that's not even on your team. In some cases, on other teams. Uh, I mean, that's still not going to get you under the cap. But, <laughs> I mean, it's still kind of like, wow. Wow, bro. But, um... Yeah, it really comes down to who can you keep and who can who who's probably gonna kick rocks. We all know, and uh, I'm running a little long, so I'm trying to hurry this up. 
This is who we know for certain are free agents for the Saints. You have Thomas, uh, Thomas. You have Teron Armstead, who they already said he's going to be hitting the free, you know, free agent market, seeing what he can get. Saints just can't afford him. You know, they, they can't afford him. And at this point, you kind of don't care if he go leave a state. I mean, it, it, as much as as much as he's a central, I mean, he's staying hurt. You know, he's not on the he's off. He's on the injury reserve list more than he's on the uh, uh, the game time starting roster. And it's getting he's becoming a liability. And the, as good as he is, he's a victim of his own success because he's going to demand a high paycheck that, quite frankly, the Saints can't afford. Marcus Williams, who was franchised last season, doubt if they franchise him again. But Marcus Williams is a real good player. And Marcus Williams, I would hate to see go, but it looks like he will. Because um, can't afford him. <laughs> you know, can't afford him. Uh, Jameis Winston, you know, he was just on a one-year deal. Do we bring Jameis back? You know, I'll touch in on that after this. P.J. Williams, who moved to safety and looks like he found his niche. He found his 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 spot. But he's going to want money. He's going to want to get paid. And I don't think that's going to work out too good. Quana Alexander, uh, like him, love him. Don't think he's going to stay. Uh, Dwayne Washington running back, he'll probably leave. Ty Montgomery probably's gone. Jeff Heath, uh, Trevor Simeon, bye. Um, Jalen Holmes, Traquan Smith, bye. Um, <laughs> Garrett Griffin, tight end, probably gone. Juwan Johnson, he's probably gone. But I, I, I would love to bring him back. I think, uh, I think he is another central piece to our offense. He just wasn't used as much. Um, Shy Tuttle, defensive tackle. I, I would like to see him come back, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Carl Grandison, another one. Hate to see go. Uh, Devontae Harris or Hardy, uh, as he changed his name to. Um, probably can convince him to stay, but I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. And, um, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. But, yes, uh, yeah, they got a lot of essential pieces to this team that's probably going to walk out the door. And it's not because we don't want them. It's just because we just can't afford them. So, at this point, now you face with the question, well, well, how can we replace them? <laughs> I don't think you can. Um, Quala Alexandra is a big piece to that defense and don't believe me ask demario davis because when quan alexander was hurt and he wasn't in there Demar you didn't hear demario davis name but once he once quan alexander got back demario davis was free to do what he do which led to an all pro season and so uh <laughs> you kind of need that <laughs> you kind of need that the uh 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 I don't know. You need that on your team, man. Yeah, I, I, I just, 
I like Quan Alexander. I like all them players that I named. You know, I, I I hate to see him go, but it's just impossible. We saw players last season leave that we didn't want to go. Look at Trey Henderson, uh, defensive end. Did not want him to go because I knew he was going to shine somewhere else. And sure enough, he goes to Cincinnati and I think he finished second in the lead in sacks. He was a te- he's a terror. And he was doing that here. And I knew he was going to do that somewhere else. And I hated that he left, man. But couldn't afford him. <laughs> you know? So, uh, I think we're going to be hit with that same sledgehammer this offseason. So, uh, there are a lot of question marks there. Is What do the Saints do? Who do they bring back? Me, personally, um, bring back Jameis. Um, I know for certain you need to bring back Jameis Winston. I know it's tempting. You want to go for Russell Wilson. You probably want to make a move for uh, Deshaun Watson. Or, hey, anything's possible, Aaron Rodgers. All that's fine and good. But I can assure you this. Aaron Rodgers is going to want to get paid. Russell Wilson going to want to get paid. Deshaun Watson's going to want to get paid. We don't have it. Stay in your lane. And that's the that's the that's the crust of it right there. The bottom line is Saints can't afford him. And not to say that James Winston is cheap or he's, uh, uh, you know, I'm not trying to poo poo on him. And I, I can't think of the term to, 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 to say, but he's worth a lot more than what what you can get for him. You can get. Uh, you can get playoff caliber quarterback play for little or nothing. You was getting that this season. He finished when he was in on the field. He was five and two. <laughs> so that tells me if he would have finished out the remainder of this season, at the very least, the Saints probably would have ended with double digit wins. They probably would have ended with a 11 and 6 record. That's my that was my prediction. I thought the Saints would end with a 11 6 11 and 6 record. If not better. Um cuz he was getting comfortable in his offense. You can tell he was comfortable. He had 14 touchdowns in 7 weeks. 14. If you don't think that's a lot, the Saints didn't score 14 touchdowns the rest of the season. As far as throwing, <laughs> so uh, look, and only threw two intercepts. Listen, yeah, you know, uh, you tell me. But the same schedule going into next season, we don't have the dates. We don't have a, uh, uh, you know, what part of the season they play these teams. But we do know the opponents, and here's how it laid. This is how it's laid out. Now we already know. We play the Panthers twice. We play the Falcons twice. We play Buccaneers twice. That's a given. Those six games, home and away. So now, going, let's start with home. Playing in the Caesars Superdome next season, God spare. If no more hurricanes come through and the uh, roof don't catch on fire, this is who the Saints will be playing in the Caesars Superdome. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. We owe them big time. <laughs> we owe them for squandering this season for us. 
<laughs> we got them in the dome. We have the Seattle Seahawks in the dome. Minnesota Vikings in the dome. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, which ought to be, that ought to be an interesting game. The return of Joe Burrow to Louisiana, where he played his college ball, at least for that one year, and won a national championship with the LSU Tigers. He, he's coming back. Jamar Chase. All right, Trey Henderson. Um, they will be uh, playing the Saints in the Dome, along with the Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, away, Saints will be traveling this year to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, the Browns, the Arizona Cardinals, the 49ers, who we owe big time for squandering our opportunity to get in the playoffs. And for it seems like the third time in a row for three straight years, I don't know why these people keep popping up on our schedule. I'm sick of seeing them, probably because they always beat us. But we will have to travel to the city of brotherly love to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Hopefully, prayerfully by the end, we can figure out <laughs> how to beat Jalen Hurts. Oh, man. But that's who, that's our schedule for the 2022 season. Uh, oh, boy. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting, people. Very, very interesting. But, uh, yeah, the Saints... We know for a fact going into this season, uh, Saints probably going to keep these players. Uh, they're probably, well, we know they're going to keep Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, probably going to come back. Marquez Calloway, Traquan Smith, Devontae Harris, or Hardy, um, Adam Thielen, and Juwan Johnson. Those, those are names that's pretty etched in stone that they probably going to bring back. Um, when it goes to, uh, Traquan Smith, Traquan Smith is one of those players that, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say. I honestly, I don't know what to say about that dude because he, he is, uh, mm, mm, he shows you so much potential, but then he just shows you that he, he just not ready. And it's like his sixth season. Eight, I don't know how long he's been here, but it's, it's getting to the point. It's too long. <laughs> so I don't know, man, this, this is going to be uh, a, a very, very entertaining off season. Um, I want, I want, I want to see more of uh, the secondary. I hope we can hold on to our coaches as well. Uh, another point I wanted to touch on. I hope that we can touch, uh, uh, keep Chris Rashad as our secondary's coach. I uh, hope we can keep Dennis Allen as our defensive coordinator. Uh, uh, that's about it. Because offensively, I mean Pete Carmichael. You never hear Pete Carmichael's name, and the Saints have had the number one offense for decades for better part of a decade and, and you never hear Pete Carmichael's name in consideration for a coaching position 
anywhere because everybody and their mama know that it's, it's Sean Payton's offense. Pete Carmichael's just there in name only. Uh, but whatever. Uh, but speaking of rankings, I wanted to uh, show the rankings of the the, the, the Saints uh, defensively. Well, let's go offensively. Offensively, um, the Saints offense this season ranked dead last. <laughs> they ranked last. 42nd in off. I mean, 42nd. That's really dead last. But 32nd in offense. Uh, defensively, uh, boy, I lost it that quick. Defensively, the Saints ranked seventh overall, which is great. Top 10 defense. We had a top 10 defense and couldn't do poo with it. Couldn't get into the playoffs. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be all right. We're going to bounce back. Um, I think the Saints are... Are are primed to do something special this season, uh, next season, and uh, that's another point I wanted to talk on earlier. But I was trying to speedball through this, but it doesn't matter at this point. The uh, you look at this season, you look at the Saints, and you look at all that transpired. This was a good year for the simple fact you can point out all the flaws. You got to see all the weakest links in this chain. You got to see it. You know, there wasn't any speculation or uh, uh, questions of uh, maybe it's this or maybe uh, uh, maybe it's this player. But if it's that player that's really holding them back. No, you got to see it because at some point in time that uh, this particular player or this particular position had the spotlight on them because you had so many players injured in and out of the roster, in and out of the lineup. You got to see it, you know? So now you can sit back and say, okay, where well, it wasn't the linebackers or it wasn't. And I'm just throwing it out there. I ain't saying linebackers actually look good defense. Don't have any problems with, but uh, yeah, it wasn't the whole offensive line, but when, Andrews Pete went out. We couldn't run to this side no more. Or when we didn't have Ryan Ramchek, they the whole protection scheme broke down. Or we didn't have uh, Alvin Kamara. We had no run game. You know what I'm saying? So it was pointed out clearly, and I think that's perfect if you're trying to put this team in a winning position. Even though, despite all that, you was in winning position. You was right there. And um, I'm excited, man. I, this is the first time I actually feel excited in a long time about going into an off season. I feel upbeat. I feel like we actually have a, a clear vision of the future because we went into this season not knowing what to expect without a Drew Brees-led New Orleans Saints team. And now we know. And now we know how to build, how we can work. We know that this isn't a, uh, 
high powered offense like we had with Drew Brees. So we're going to have to work around that. We got a sample size of Jameis Winston when he was cooking. When Jameis was cooking, we got an idea of how this offense can work with him there. So it's a lot to build on and it's going to take a lot of work. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of money, but you know, uh, I got faith in Mickey Loomis every year. He makes miracles. <laughs> he is, he is the greatest accountant on God's green earth. I don't know how he do it, but he finds a way to do it. And I'm not going to question it. Uh, I believe whoever on our, uh, free agent list, as far as our current players, they want to keep, they're going to find a way to keep them. Um, uh, unless it's just too astronomical of a pay payday they are due, i.e. Armstead or, uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Armstead and, um, Marcus Williams. You know, I, I think those guys are probably gone I, for certain. I know for a fact, uh, PJ Williams probably gone. Uh, you know, because they're gonna hi- require high paydays, rightfully so. And so, um, you know, it's gonna be a little heartbreaking, probably more than that. Probably, <laughs> probably about eighty percent of this list, to be honest with you, is gonna walk out the door. But, um, hopefully, we can still keep the core. You know, to to keep this team. Uh, vibrant and competitive so yeah that's the season in review people uh at the end of the day i'm proud of the new orleans saints this season um it could have been worse it <laughs> i've seen them worse so uh in this in this in this week i'm sorry week in this year the saints have went from the worst team in the league looking like the worst team in the league to looking like the absolute best team in the league. We've seen that just this season. Now, you know, in a couple of games, man, they looked like a championship team when they played green Bay, they looked like a championship defense when they shut out Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, but it's, they also, they also looked like uh hot garbage when they lost to a, uh, uh, who that was a Giants <laughs> when they lost to a uh, Falcons team when we lost to a, a Eagles team you know they 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 looked like hot garbage but I mean they kept they kept pushing forward man uh, nine and eight I'm not mad I'm not mad so I'm proud of them we will be taking a hiatus on the Dome Patrol podcast of course because. The Saints are at home, so we're going home. <laughs> and um, it, it was fun this season. To say this was the first season of this, uh, I, I had fun. I had fun talking to y'all about the Saints. And we're going to return. We're, com- we're coming back this season, next season rather, and better than ever, man. I, I'm, I, I was just cutting my teeth on this. Y'all know I'm a movie guy, so uh, we've been talking a lot of movies, and I love football, and I love talking footballs. So I was like, hey, I'll talk football with y'all, and f- I've I've enjoyed it, and um, 
I'm gonna pop in the Dome Patrol podcast. We'll pop in every now and then, like around the draft, at the start of training camp, stuff like that. Whenever there's some big newsworthy stuff, I'm gonna pop back in and we're gonna discuss it and talk about it. So it's not the end. It's just a little nap time. We're going nap nap. We're going night night. So uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this season. Don't look at it bad. You know what I'm saying? Don't look at it like, man, this was the worst, man. Man, look, we ended the season with a victory. And that is weird because we haven't ended the season with a victory in a long time. So that alone is 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 great. So everybody, y'all be safe out there. Y'all know these uh, 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 new variants of, of this virus is running wild. I know so many people, several people who have contracted it. Thank God is not serious for them, you know, uh, as it was in the beginning of this pandemic. But who wants to be sick at all? I don't say that's my thing. I'm not too much concerned with dying. I'm more concerned with just getting sick. I don't want to get sick at all. I don't want a runny nose. I don't want a scratchy throat. I don't want nothing. And so uh, everybody be safe out there. You know, take the proper precautions so we can be here next season at the start of the who that uh, uh, run to the Super Bowl because we're going. We're going, people. They can kick rocks. I, I feel it now. So <laughs> until next season, everybody keep screaming who that.